0: Mark eleven twenty three, 23, where Jesus said, For assuredly I say unto you, whosoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things which he says are coming to pass, whatever he says will be his. Now that's another translation. I'm specifically dealing with the phrase, does not doubt in his heart, because If you doubt in your heart, then you can't believe. You don't believe. You got a heart issue, a heart problem. The heart that this is talking about is not, you know, the physical blood pump. It's talking about your spirit. God examines the heart. 1 Thessalonians 2, 4. He tests the heart. That's what he looks. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says he doesn't look at outward appearance. He doesn't look at your body. He doesn't look at your mind or your emotions. He looks at the heart and this is what pleases god is when we have faith in our heart that's the way we receive jesus we believe with the heart is what paul said in romans chapter 10 verse 10 so removal of doubt is a central issue here and we've been discussing this because doubt is opposed to believe it's in opposition to believe do you understand you can't believe with doubt in the heart so we got to remove the doubt we got to take out the trash Amen. And that's what we're doing. Doubt. Look, listen to me. Doubt is spiritual trash and it's got to be removed. Faith and doubt don't function with each other. One will be excluded from the other. If you have doubt in your heart, faith can function. If you have faith in your heart, that means you've removed the doubt. Well, we want to be those that have removed all doubt. Amen. So that faith can function doubt, diakrino in the Greek. First of all, the first word under its definition, it means the word doubt by itself. Jesus said, don't doubt. So what's he talking about when he says doubt? Well, the Greek word means to separate, make a distinction, discriminate. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you're confused or mixed up, Then it's not going to work. You can't have confusion or mixed up, neither by uh, tradition or by ignorance. You can't have that in your heart. You have to remove that. And the way you remove it is through the Word of God, sitting under anointed men and women of God that teach and preach the Word without compromise or without tradition and unbelief. That's the only way that you're going to get it out. And then and then your personal prayer time and study time in the Word where you allow the Scripture to answer any doubt and remove any doubt from you. And then it says that the word doubt also means to prefer, to determine, to decide a dispute, to hesitate, to be at variance with oneself. Today we're going to look at hesitate. Oh boy, hesitate. Mm. Well, I'm looking here in my notes, because what Jesus is saying is not to doubt. Okay, let me read it again. Mark eleven twenty three. He said, and does not doubt in his heart. That means that you don't hesitate in your heart. What does the word hesitate mean? Are you ready for this? Usually, you know what it means. I mean, yeah, that, that means that you kind of hold back. But it's more than that. I want you to see what this word hesitate means. Because doubt is hesitation. To doubt means that you hesitate in your heart. Well, we don't want to be of those that hesitate because it will keep you out of faith. It will keep you out of laying hold of the promises and the provisions of God in Christ Jesus. And we don't want to be those that are kept out. We want to be those that lay hold of. And walk in and live in what Jesus did for us. Amen. So, hesitate. To hold back in doubt. That's what the word hesitate means. To hold back in doubt. Listen to this. Hesitate means indecision. Whoa. It means uncertainty. See, in order to be in faith, you have to have come to a decision based on God's word. You cannot have uncertainty. Hesitations means that you delay momentarily. You're not sure, so you don't, don't do it. Doubt, now listen to this. Now, I'm giving you these definitions of these words from the dictionary. Doubt means that you're staggering. You're vacillating. Oh, here's a big one. You're wavering. Hmm. You ever hear that word in scripture? Yes, you do. We'll get to it. Doubt means that you're unsure. You're teetering back and forth like a like a seesaw. One day you're up and one day you're down. And you don't know what to think or what to believe because you're unsure. You haven't settled the issue based on God's word. See, that's doubt. You're wobbling. You're faltering. Listen to this one. Doubt means you show irresolution. You haven't resolved in your heart. This is what God says. This is what I believe. Hesitating implies a pause. Before deciding or acting or choosing. Now Jesus said the only way your faith is going to work. Is if you do, don't, don't have this in your heart. Are you hearing this? You have to choose the word. You have to choose the promises of God. You can't be wobbling back and forth. Doubt connotes. I'm reading this definition. Weakness or a Retreat. Uh, If you have faith or you're believing that that means that you're strong in your spirit. You don't retreat. You don't back up. You've chosen. You've decided. You've resolved. And you've refused to waver. You're sure according to the word. Oh, brother, I thought we could never be sure. Oh, yeah, you can be. According to the word, you can be sure. Of what the Word says. It it becomes real to you. On the inside. And then when you speak. And when you act. And when you pray. You do it in faith. And that gets results. Amen. You want to know what else is doubt? It's an inability to reach. Listen to this. A firm decision. It implies wavering. Or stumbling around. And often connotes nervousness, lack of courage, or outright fear. Now, that's why Jesus said to Jairus when, you know, his daughter was sick and was dying. And finally, you know, Jesus stopped and ministered to the woman that had the issue of blood. And people came back and said, why do you bother the, uh, you know, from the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus' house? And why do you bother the teacher any further? Because your daughter's dead. And Jesus said that, you know, heard that. And one translation says, He ignored them and said to the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, said to him, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Huh. See? So fear also is in opposition to believe. Now, folks... When you believe God, you cannot be nervous or frazzled or operating in fear. Now, I'm not saying that fear won't attack you and nervousness won't come on you at times. Physically, the feelings of ner- you have to resist it. You have to stand against it. Fear, lack of courage, nervousness, being afraid, that is never being in faith. Amen. And some people pray nervous prayers. (laughs) They pray fear-filled prayers. You can't be in faith and be wavering. Now, here's interesting. Romans chapter 4. Now, you really need to go back and listen to this because I've given you a lot of study with these words. You could go in and do a study on each one of them. Because you have to decide, you have to quit wavering, you have to stand, you have to resist lack of courage or outright fear. You you have to quit staggering around or vacillating or wavering or being unsure, oh, you know, or just crying. You have to stop that. Bless God. You have to go to God's word and determine this is what God says and this is what I believe and I believe nothing else. Amen. That's when you step over into a realm of faith that pleases God, and you're on your way to manifestation. Glory. Now, Romans chapter 4, you go in here, and it talks about the faith of Abraham. Verse 19, it says, And being not weak in faith. What do we say that hesitation means? Hesitation uh, connotes a weakness. Well, he wasn't weak in faith. He was, in other words, he was strong in faith. Amen. He did not consider his own body. Now, why didn't he consider his own body? Already dead since he was about 100 years old and and Sarah was like in her 90s or about 90 years old. Why didn't he consider Sarah's womb? He wasn't looking at the natural. He wasn't looking at the physical. He was looking at God's word that said to him, you're going to have a child. Now watch what it says here. Listen, verse 20. Romans chapter 4. Mark it in your Bible. Verse 20. He did not waver. You see that word waver? At the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. When it uses that word waver, look it up. It's the same word that that Jesus used In the Greek, it's the same Greek word diakrino, the same word that Jesus used when he said and does not doubt. It's the same word doubt, translated here waver. Because that's what it means. It means you're teetering, tottering, back and forth, and wobbling, and faltering. And there's no er- uh, resolution. And and uh, you haven't decided yet. And, and you're weak. And, and you have an inability to reach a firm decision. And you're just stumbling around. And you're nervous. And, and you're just afraid. Well, that's not faith. What Abraham had was the complete opposite. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, even though in the natural it was impossible. But this is how you hook up into the possibility of God. This is how all things are possible to us, the believing ones. How is it? Well, he says here, not being weak in faith, now, it's going to tell you how he, in verse This is verse 19, how he became strong. He did not consider, this is essential, you don't consider the natural. You look away from that, but it's not enough just to look away from that. You have to do something. What? You don't waver at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, you look away to the Word. And this is why the Bible says, in Hebrews chapter 12, It talks about looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Because of what He did, that He died in our place and provided these awesome, wonderful promises and wonderful facts that we could just go on and on and on and on and on and never end. Because it's all of the wonderful provisions that He made for us. And I've been using healing specifically But it could be in any area of the promises of God. Now, you're going to have to find it in the promises. But he decided, I'm not going to look at at Sarah's old body. I'm not going to look at my old body. He said, I refuse to waver. God said we'd have a child. I'm not going to get off into unbelief. I'm strengthened in faith. Notice that's what it says here. He refused to waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened. Or you could read it like this. He did not doubt the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now watch this. Being fully convinced. One translation says, being fully persuaded. That he what what he had promised, what God promised, he was also able to perform. And thank God he got it. So again, I'm going to tell you, you can't hesitate. You can't hesitate in your heart. That's the only way you're going to get rid of your doubt in the heart. Is to go to the Word, stand on God's Word, and refuse to stagger or vacillate or waver. And... Stand strong and refuse to be weak, but be strong in faith because you see it in the word. You choose firmly. You decide firmly that I'm going to believe what God said and nothing else. Amen. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea. See, that's wavering. Driven and tossed by the wind. That's the natural circumstance, what you see out there. And he says, let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. See, there's a double. There's a, 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 a duality. Uh, doubt means there's a duality. There's no, uh, you haven't decided firmly. It's according to the word, this way and on none other. See, that's faith. Faith is a refusal to waver even because of what you see or what you feel. And uh, you're not like the way one day you're believing, and then one day uh, that's like the sea. You know, the sea, uh, if you've ever been out there, I've been out there hundreds of times. We used to, my wife and I even used to own a, a sailboat uh, in the islands, in the Virgin Islands, and, uh, you know, some years ago. And uh, and we used to love to go sailing. And, and, and we loved the water. But, you know, sometimes... Uh, the waves of the sea can get pretty big. And and especially if you get a storm out there and you've ever been in a storm, you know that that means that your boat is going to go up and it's going to go down and then it's going to go up and down and then side to side and up and down. That's wavering. You can't be like that. You have to be firm, strong, because if you have... Uh, two different kinds of 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 this things on the inside in your spirit, you become a double-minded person and you become unstable, and that's not faith. Faith is stable. Faith is, if we could say it like this, of one thought instead of being two minds or two thoughts, is one thought, one heart, one uh believing. And that's according to the Word. That's what gets results. Amen.